time to get extreme with ReCW. Welcome back once again on our journey to the extreme. For those who have not listened before, this is ReCW, your weekly ECW podcast where we basically talk from episode one all the way to 401 we're going to cover all the shows all the pay-per-views and anything else we can find that might be interesting this is sports arena my name is paul that's jay that's griff and this recw boom intro done griff's in the house <laughs> and i am very very sorry can that be something can that be a <laughs> griff's in the house yeah, I mean, yeah you can do whatever you want Get your five bucks ready. You can listen to me every week. This week we are reviewing week 33, 34 and 35. Um, If you've never seen them before, got the network, go on there, check out the classic shows, watch along with us. Not literally with us, but you know. (sighs) How are we both? Good. Beautiful. Sit in the house? Still in the house. Not sorry. Yeah, I'm all right. (laughs) You sound (laughs) it. Tell yourself that. (laughs) One day you might believe it. ECW, week 33. We start off with a brawl. Well, we start off with a bad company trying to talk. And the, the public enemy attack him and it gets into a crazy brawl in a wardrobe and Joey Styles calls the police. Yeah, this was the end of last week's episode, and it's so bizarre that we actually forgot to talk about it at the end of last week's episode. Um, And this is kind of what I was talking about all the way through. I was was saying about, you know, the rules of this empty arena match where one person, you know, the, the, the team that walks out wins and all the rest of it and blah, 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 and how crazy and, and extreme this is going to be, only for it to not to start because one team beat up the other team, which we know automatically makes the other team a winner because that's what happens in these matches. Um, and uh, then the police are called because apparently in a no-holds-barred match that, that Paul Diamond is introducing, saying, you know, no rules, no cops. This is what we're going to do. We're going to fight because, you know, this is a, a street fight, but the ring's my street. Um, really small houses if the rings are straight. Um, <laughs> then suddenly, no, 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 that's 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 far too much. You you, you attacked someone um, with a crowbar. Um, that's that's absolutely insane, and that's criminal acts. And therefore, the match is not even going to begin, and it's all criminal and stuff. Yeah. So, I find a very bad witch project with the camera kind of being on the floor, them still fighting. I don't know, it reminded me of the end of Blair Witch Project. Don't yeah. Know why. Looking at all the different shoes coming in, trying to work out whose shoe is who. <laughs> oh my God, I recognise those shoes. Get him out of there. He's just <laughs> I can't believe he's here in ECW. Um, so we go to Joey Styles, who's outside the building. Because I imagine the building is probably calling off as a police investigation, right? Um, talks yeah. about how amazing. Well, they're not in the ECW arena. They are in the because they're school? giving back to the community. They're in a high school gym. Well, isn't this part of? I'm not sure if this has happened or it's on one of these shows where you can get ECW to an arena. 
Is that last week? Well, that was last week. Yeah, see, so maybe someone's done it. Maybe someone a little school fund and thought, fuck it, let's get ECW. Maybe. And, and because they are good, they, they are supporting the community, community of, of Philadelphia, they will turn up in a high school gym, which is bigger than them. Hmm. So, who's going on again, once again, about how amazing November to Remember was and how we're all losers for not watching it? It's an event you'll never forget. <laughs> you'll never get over missing. Um, to be fair, I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, we're getting an update on the Public Enemy and the Bad Company. Public Enemy get arrested. I think one of them shouts out, put me in a cell next to Vince, baby. <laughs> I think that was what... <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was a great thing. That was, that was Johnny Grunge. Uh, Griff, with your notes... Can you name some of the injuries that happened to Pat Tanaka? Oh, no. I thought you could ask me about the note I made about the, the police officer looking like Dewey from Scream. Not yet. After. No. Go on. I can't name the injury. Sorry, I've let you down. I made that pride. Hurt pride. And I think he also had three broken ribs. I'm not sure if he damaged his tibia or fibia. I think it was his tibia. I thought it was his tibia. But it's like the word fibia, so I also wrote it. Um, Griff, second question. Who did the police officer look like? Dewey from Scream. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Take this very seriously. Um, we, then, <laughs> we then went to the ring, and we had the debut of um, one of the Shearer brothers. Who I, I thought... must have missed him saying. I didn't even know they were brothers. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get to that later. But this is um, <laughs> Kevin Sullivan uh, in action. This is Keith Shearer. Yeah, Keith Shearer. Yeah, not to be mistaken with Alan Shearer. No, I, I have actually written down Alan's brother, and then it turned out it wasn't Alan's brother; it was someone else's brother. But that's a different thing. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan. Um. So yeah, Kevin Sullivan. It was basically a squash match. I like the bit when he got him in the hangman in the corner and just kept hitting him with running knees over and over and over. I'm, I'm kind of struggling to see the difference between Kevin Sullivan's and Sabu's gimmick at this point. I've written the same thing. So, um, I, a blindfold. There's so, so two things. Firstly, Kevin Sullivan's uh, The Match yep. as a squash I thought was very good. I like the fact that you hang him up in the tree a while, you do the running knees over and over again into the stomach... And then as your finisher is a jumping stomp onto their stomach, it does add up. It's, you know, you have worn down the body part and, and you know, I like that. I like that there's a consistency to that. Yep. Um, now, I have seen many, many, many matches where the entrances have been longer than the actual match. <laughs> Undertaker I, versus John Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, Kane versus Chavo. At WrestleMania, there's there's been many many matches where Ooh, the Chavo. <laughs> where, where the match has not lasted as long as the entrance. Yeah, I don't remember many where the match has not lasted as long as getting the dude back to the uh, back to the dressing rooms after the match has finished. Yeah, this was like an eight minute segment. Six minutes were trying to wrap a blindfold around him because apparently that calms him. Not really. That calms well, me, in all honesty. 
Well, that, we do call you Fifty Shades of Griff. Um, <laughs> and then and then kind of being weirdly dragged back to the dressing room because he's this wild man uncontrollable all the rest of it and needs to be kind of shackled back to be taken away exactly the same way as Sabu has in my head I imagine the back of the ECW just all these like caged animals <laughs> Getting put up in the gorilla position to get like launched out next for their match. So you got him walking around in a blindfold, Sabu strapped to a fucking little wheelie Journey. thing. Yeah, and then just it's just craziness. Men we'll get to the Tasmaniac later. Oh god, and his coat. Um so yeah, so that's it. Then we had more of Sherry going mental again for two. No, before that, before that we had Superfly again. Before all of them, no, Superfly was just after Cherry. Yeah, Superfly was Before Cherry, yeah. we had the Angel promo, but the Angel promo was, was introduced by um, Joey Styles saying that we're going to Todd Gordon for a really special announcement, and we weren't. We went back to Joey Styles, who was now with Angel, who was upset that Sherry beat her up, and then if you were in any doubt as to how that happened, they then showed you the video clip again without as many Hayes this time, um, of Sherry just beating the crap out of people, and then we went to the Superfly video. Video. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. what you gonna Ooh. do about it? <laughs> oh, it's, I, I literally put my note is that stupid snooker promo again. I'm just gutted. Like the episode didn't have like that picture again. No, oh, no need that picture. Building. What you do need is a quick filler nine-second tag team title match. We see Dreamer and Gunn winning the tag team titles. Again. Again. Well, you can fit it in anywhere, can't you? Yeah, if you miss, in case you missed it. Yes, this it... is how the title changed over to this, Which... this legacy of a tag team that is going to keep the belts forever. <laughs> exactly. Um... Which makes sense because we go to a tag team match with the Sandman and JT Smith. Poor JT Smith. As the weeks go on, I feel sorry for this guy and I wish he was just given the belt. He was Mikey Whitwreck before Mikey Whitwreck. Um, I'm the, guessing the whole like Terry Funk like angle's gone. He's just giving up with him, isn't he? Just, just embarrassed. Really just Sandman, just stop giving him fight for belts. So they take on... Uh, Hot body and Hitman. Your heart's not in it anymore, is it? <laughs> you lose. This is where I can tell you falling out of love with this character. It's because they're wearing like I don't know what they're wearing around their heads. I'm like they've sold out. Skull do rags. They've sold out. Uh, the match is okay. They were given a bit of serious time for this match. I felt. Yeah, it was a good ten minute match, wasn't it? Yeah, it went on. Um... <laughs> Stetson, Stetson and Hotbody picked up the win thanks to a bit of um, Hunter Q Robinson interference. Yeah, because Sam it was Man nice got to see him back again. on screen. Yeah, he's got a big couple of weeks. Big couple of weeks. Mm. So, yeah, so they won. Sam Man continues just to lose all the time. <laughs> But I suppose if it's the angle for him to turn into an alcoholic... He was losing anyway. He started off the heavyweight champion and ended up fucking won a match. It's very true. 
Um, we then get to Mr. Hughes versus the debuting Carl Shearer. <laughs> I thought it was this. I didn't like pick up on it at first. I thought it's the same guy as earlier, and only then did I um actually look at the um time thing on the WWE episodes, and I saw their different first names. And then the commentator filled me in by saying it's his twin brother. So, oh, he's the same guy. He's <laughs> doing double duty. But it's a genius argument as to why it's not kayfabe, the same guy doing double duty. It's actually, you know, I know you've already seen this guy get beaten up once, but it's not actually that guy. (laughs) It is great. He's wearing near enough the same thing. I thought it was the same thing. Spot on the same thing. But then again, if you're identical twin brothers in wrestling, you would do, wouldn't you? Exactly. I mean, I, I, I really did believe they were the same guy until, um, the other Shearer ran out and made the save at the end. Remind me of Bart and Billy Gunn. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> you couldn't it. believe they were different. I used to love that music. He did, but I knocked him out. He's still asleep, some people say. Um... Trying to think what happens. They had the match. They had the match, uh, and you had a Mr. Hugh. Oh, actually, we had a whole like more like yeah, November to remember replays. Yeah, it showed... can't believe we missed it. Yeah, Jason uh, Hughes won with a sizeable slam. We then started talking about um, Holiday Hell coming up on Boxing Day. Crazy, right? December twenty-sixth. Yep. Um, and you can vote for the main event. I thought, how does this work? Yeah, because he kept oh, cracking. Did he keep saying you could choose it? He gave us all the all the options as well. Oh, was that next episode? Oh, next episode gives us all the options that you could choose. But wouldn't you be annoyed if you picked up the phone and phoned and didn't get your match? How do you know it's like what you're choosing? Well, that's the catch, isn't it? That's... Just cracky went on for ages yeah but one of the people we know we can vote for is Sabu because we've got a massive video package in him saying that we can vote for him um, usual kind of thing him just going crazy uh, moonsaulting tables standard Sabu that we're getting used to at this point and then the highlight of the show Tommy Cairo is back Tommy Cairo buddy the multi-tool of professional wrestling is back against Chris Michaels. Can I say, before we break up on that, I know it's a controversial comment, but during the whole, like, who you could choose, they did a Michael Jackson, the children's playground um, comment, which I thought was a bit... I don't know if any of you guys picked up on that. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I think that's a no. I think, I think we, that we silence was, lo- that that silence was long um, enough to that to be cut out. But it literally, go back and look, go back and watch. In it. my in my defence, I I muted because I just drank some water, so it's just bad timing on my part. <laughs> I was just like literally. We I thought, just, wow, we just, did they really just say that? We what? were taken aback that you would bring that up. Well, I was it's bad enough. To, they didn't know any better in 1993. You do. Off. You made the choice. Um, Tommy Cairo picked up a victory here against Chris Michaels in a classic Cairo match. Well done, Cairo. You know, he's doing so much better now that he can pin opponents rather than shoot fight rules. 
dangerous <laughs> street fight rules. Don't it with closed fists, but he can now. Um, then goes to Joey Styles, who wraps up the show. Jason turns up, they argue. Jason asks if we like his suit. I said yes, he ignored me and drove off. Jason's entrance on a car bonnet. I know. He's the sexiest man on earth. But does He's that mean he has to be right. so reckless with his life? Yes. <laughs> he comes with it. Uh, we move on to week 34. Um, I thought the sound was shit on this episode, but I don't know if it's just me. Yeah, no, it was. I could hardly hear anything. Which, which may actually work in your favour on some of this, to be honest. It does. Well, one thing I did hear was Joey Styles starting the show, talking about the six-person match later on. Peach is there training. She swings around and punches in by mistake. And Matty can't get a fuck enough of it. Wait, wait. Oh! Did, <laughs> did, did Peaches punch Joey? Because I, I, I must have missed that on the 300 replays. She was like a tornado of fury spinning through the streaks. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Watch it again. This might be the move of the night, but this is my move of the night. Oh. <laughs> so it's hilarious that this woman has punched a guy. Yeah. It's absolutely hilarious that this woman has punched a guy. Yeah. She's in a six-person tag where she's the only woman. Her entire gimmick in this, this event was that she was meant to punch a guy and and she kind of does and so I think it's more that she punched joey styles just joey styles they made it up like a couple of weeks ago terry funk obviously strangled him yeah matty just loves it doesn't he because he's in the house he's in the house still um sabu versus taz is up next the Tasmaniac. We showed some Taz nice. Yet. Oh yeah, sorry, the Tasmaniac. We got some Tasmaniac highlights. In also a beautiful. I think it was a white. To show paint. how we became the, the the number one contender. Yeah. And there was a big chunk of time where they were showing like the match, what looked like a huge amount of the match, with Tommy Dreamer, and I thought what they were going to say was that was the number one contender match, which meant that Tommy Dreamer would have walked in on his debut match, got a number one contenders match, and then failing that, then went on to win the tag team title in his second match. Which is pretty much Hulk's gimmick, right? Yeah, and, and Glenn Danzig's gimmick from back in the day. <laughs> so, um, where am I at? So we then had Tasmaniac in an awful white coat. Uh, I can't believe this wasn't the main event. Like, do they just hate putting their world titles as main events? Yeah. They'd rather see, like... Well, the six-person six, six like... match was always going to be the main event, wasn't it? No. No? Not really? <laughs> um, it was an all-right match. I didn't think it was as good as their first match. So I really had a problem with this match. I didn't like this match. Okay. And the big reason I didn't like this match is... Well, firstly, I thought the, uh, the last match they had together was, was crazy and amazing and fantastic and brilliant. Yeah. Um. My big problem with this match is Tony Rumble comes out. Yep. Who we all know is the Tasmaniac's manager. Yep. And we all know that because he's been ringside and present and cutting promos for Taz for the Tasmaniac for weeks now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, of course. no, no, he's, he's just showed up and they've announced that he's the manager. And he's he's come out and he's grabbed 
Paul, Hay- uh, Paul Paulie dangerously and carried Paulie dangerously off. And this is going to completely confuse Ta- uh, Sabu because Sabu is a wild animal and his entire style is this just kind of like devil may care, sacrifice his own body, wild animal and without Paulie dangerously's guidance to tell him what to do, is he going to be, he's, he's just acting on instinct. There's, there's, there's no science to this. There's no, there's no, planning to this he's just a he's just an animal who just try and destroy and we're getting all this explanation while he's doing a heel hook before he translates to a headlock and you're kind of sitting there going none of this is none of this is is i mean he's doing technical wrestling yeah and it was a lot of bizarre rest holds and it was a lot of kind of technical things and you know grabbing a hold and and I'm kind of sitting there going, well, hold on a second. This is the guy so dangerous that he has to be brought in in chains and a gurney and a mask to stop him biting people. Yet when in the ring with his opponent, he's he's going to lean on his neck a little bit to, to try and wear him out. Yeah, it was it was such um, a different style from their original, like both double debut match that I wasn't... It caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for a sort of slow-ish paced match like this. Um, yeah. I hated the finish. I hate the finish. The finish, basically, Tasmaniac had the match won. Um, he went to the top rope. Um, he missed. And Sabu pinned him. He stopped, he stopped the, the ref count into three. Yep. He goes to the top rope. He misses. Um, Taz does... Not even like a convincing jump on him. Just kind of just jumps on him and gets the free pin. And it's just like, oh, way to like make the last match worse than, yeah. Yeah, no and this, the main event. this is the thing. I, 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 I really enjoyed the, the first match. It caught me so by surprise because it was such an ECW style match that I wasn't ready for. And then thinking that's what these two are. I get a very strange match of technical trading holds followed by the last, you know, two or three minutes being them basically kind of trading moves off the top rope with little or no effect. And then the finish comes when someone jumps off the top rope and misses and they just cover him. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So Sabu wins, retains the title. We then go to... Todd Gordon. So, oh, that's my other thing. Um, I'm not clear whether Sabu even realizes he's a champion <laughs> because there's nothing in how you know Paul Heyman obviously, Paul, Paulie dangerously obviously realizes he's the champion and is is standing there in front of the gurney with the belt you know in his face at one point and blah blah blah. I have no understanding whether Sabu even realizes he's a champion, which basically means. The double champion, the person holding all of the ECW singles titles, doesn't give a fuck that he's the champion of any of these things. It could be a bag of popcorn that he's being held in front of his face, and it's going to have the same motivational effect because he really doesn't care. And as such, no one else cares. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I don't like this match. You happy? Can we move on? No, not happy. Didn't like this match. Ready to move on? I mean, 
<laughs> yeah. Todd Gordon announces the ECW tickets are a crazy five dollars. How much? Five dollars. Five dollars? Yeah. Can't buy a pay-per-view for five dollars. You can't. You can't. Um yeah, so they're five dollars. Um holiday I think for holiday hell as well. Yeah. Which is nice. No, no, I thought it was Holiday Hell, because I thought that, but then when I missed it again later on, because obviously we don't really hear this thing once, it's $5 there, and it's the first time you can buy tickets to Holiday Hell. Oh, okay. If you go to it, you can can buy tickets to go Holiday Hell, because I thought, crikey, they're doing a big show for $5. No, they're not stupid. And that comes later Are you sponsored by Crikey today? Me. Have you got some sort of weird Paddy Power style? Whoops! I didn't realise it was in my pants. Sponsorship of Crikey. What's in his pants? Nicholas Pence. You said Crikey. Um, you said Crikey. You, Griff. You. You've said Crikey about six times. Have I? Oh. Crikey is your word of the day. Crikey. Wow. I mean, I can only think you're sponsored by the smooth taste of Crikey. <laughs> the difference is crikeability. Don't sue me, bud. Um... <laughs> Crikey. You want to say crikey, don't you? Um, in case you missed the fact that these tickets were $5, Matty then comes back and tells us exactly the same thing. And this whole segment, so I started making notes and made a mistake of like, I thought it was just going to be the odd promo video. But we actually got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven promo videos, right? Yep. Can you name yeah. the six? Um... Seven, Hawk, sorry, seven Funk, of them. Sabu. Sabu. Hawk was in there, Funk was Hawk, in there. Funk. Um, we've, got a, uh, we've got a video package of Sullivan's package. <laughs> Sullivan and woman. <laughs> Crikey. Uh, <laughs> um, Sandman. No, no Sandman. Sherry Martell. No. Rockin' Rebel. No, I'll, I'll tell you. You get Jay it all wrong. Smith. Salvatore, uh, Mr. Hughes, and you can even get this guy, Anvil Neidhart. Yeah, the Anvil pops up, didn't they? I started writing them all down. I thought, oh, come on, give me Bulldog. Give me Bulldog. <laughs> I'd be on the phone and be like, Bulldog. I love the way they, they, they blur out the phone number, but I can still hear the phone number. <laughs> so true. Um, yeah, so we had multiple promos as Griff's just run through them all. And, of course, Sullivan's package. And then we go to a six-person <laughs> match with Hunter Q. Robinson, Hot Bodies, Drexler versus the Sandman, Miss Peaches, and J.T. Smith. Um, nothing really to say about this match apart from the finish. Where Peaches, yeah, Peaches knees Hunter in the balls with her steel kneecap. After um, Hitman yep. and, and um, Hot Body throw him in. I liked his wrestling outfit. I like the fact he still had the suit, but it wasn't the suit kind of. Yeah, it looked like a morph suit. Yeah, I like. I thought it was quite clever. I feel like he actually made effort with this. Um, after that, they were celebrating, and Jason comes out with Mr. Hughes and attacks Sandman. And um, yeah. So, Peaches has now scored 
about as many pinfalls in ECW throughout 1993 as we've seen the Sandman do. Very true. Um, and JT Smith, this great tag team partnership that they have, kind of sat there and did nothing as the Sandman got beaten up by Jason and Mr. Hughes. His knee still hurts. And Sandman is so good that he actually made Jason look dangerous with his kung fu karate moves. Yep. Yeah, the Sandman needs um, a pretty fast transition. This, this surfer thing's not working out. We then cut to highlights of the public enemy getting arrested last week. Everything we've seen and covered the week before as well. Um, we then have Hunter Q. Robinson ranting, saying he's fed up with ECW and the way they're treating him. He's going to go away to a cabin, hatch a plan, and be the worst thing ECW has ever seen. And I thought it would be off TV for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it sounded like a bill, didn't it? It sounded like like there was going to be some point where in the middle of a really important match, there would suddenly be Hunter Q. Robbins reappear with something of real kind of impact, which would kind of take your breath away and and drive it on. Yeah, I, I didn't think it would be all in the same tapings. No. So people there wouldn't have a clue. We then get Matty doing his sorry, sorry, not sorry, and the show ends. Yeah. I believe. Um, going to week 35. Um, the show starts with Mr. Hughes in action against Mike Norman. He completely squashes and beats the crap out of Mike Norman. But what do we expect? Because he beat Lex Luger. The only note I've got to this it's probably the best sidewalk slam I've seen him do yet. Yeah. He gets great height. I don't know if the guys really like that he was fighting, but it's the only kind of note I put was like, actually that sidewalk slam actually looked pretty impressive. Yeah. So well done, Mike Norman for selling that. That's what you get for storming Mike Norman. (laughs) Um, We then get the normal standard intro package. Um, Cut to Matty, who's talking holiday hell. Um, A I think this is where he announces it's Sabu versus Terry Funk. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep, so that's what the public have wanted, apparently. That's what they called the number for, and it's a no disqualifications match. And then it tells us what a no disqualification match is. I mean, it's In nice and coincidental that all the fans want exactly the match that they'd been building to and had already kind of set up and given us. Exactly. We then have. It's good that they're in, in sync with the fans like that. I know it's, it's the big match. I would. I personally voted for Hulk versus King Kong Bundy. I wanted the uh, Tommy Cairo Jimmy Snooker rematch. I want Roman Reigns so it can be his yard. <laughs> you can't stop me. I mean, to be honest, he got as many votes in 1993 as he would have got if they asked the same question for SummerSlam. <laughs> Hello, who am I talking to? The most extreme yard you can get. I want Roman Reigns versus everyone. Um, so they <laughs> then had multiple Terry Funk clips and promos and all over craziness. And they yeah. did the same. His father's a whore. His mother's a whore. We then had Sabu um, and Paulie dangerously cutting a promo, which I couldn't really understand because I was too focused on him spitting so much. <laughs> So there was this this weird bit about, you know, you've got your Terry Funk, you've got your 
your family in that beautiful double cross ranch and you've got your beautiful wife and your beautiful daughters and you know you be sitting there on christmas day with your beautiful family and your beautiful wife and your beautiful daughters having a beautiful time with your beautiful double cross ranch and what sabu got he's got me nothing he's got he's got nothing other than the ec heavyweight ecw heavyweight championship the ecw tv title and his desire to rip your stinking heart out and that's the only thing he's going to have on christmas day and you're kind of sitting there going i don't quite know what that means but again the big problem i have is the video packages for terry funk are him choking joey styles and joey styles still showing the the after effects of being beaten up and choked out by this crazy old man and and you know jt smith and all the rest of it yet who's the heel He's getting wild yes. to survive. That's all he's doing. Um, so, yeah, so he was spitting a lot. I, I found it hard because I kind of s- sort of snapped into reality and obviously everything that Brock did to Heyman and Heyman's amazing promo on Raw. I kind of snapped out and I couldn't take him seriously. Because um, he was crying. Well, yeah, because it was emotional. It was still real to me. Um, so after all the spitting the, promo... The promo on Monday was very, very good. It was tremendous. This one, was, this one was meh, but the um, one on Monday was very, very good. And if people want to catch up, it's about 25, 30 years' time. So if you keep watching everything, you'll get there eventually. Uh, we then have Hot Body with Hunter back from the mountains versus Mr. Utility, J.T. Smith. Um, I thought Hunter was going away, but he's back. And back in charge of his team. Um, yeah, and then he sort of deliberately hits Hot Body. Or it was just badly timed and cost him the match. Yeah, I mean, they play it up as if he's deliberately done it and deliberately turned and he didn't seem overly sympathetic. So it looks like he's done it on purpose, possibly as revenge for them throwing him in the ring at the last match. Well, that's it. But they definitely need to sort something out. So JT Smith finally picks up a win, celebrating, walking backwards, appreciating everything and what happened. He bumps into a woman, which then yep. leads woman. to <laughs> which then leads to Sullivan kicking the crap out of him. And I'm just feeling sorry for this guy. He's been thrown off everything, and now he's getting just the his knees been yeah. broken for weeks. He's hasn't been a chance for it to be recovered. And while this is all going on, Tasm hits. I think it was Ian Rotten with a suplex, and um, they win stupidly fast, killing the bad breeds and becoming number one contenders. Yeah. So in a empty arena, no cops, no rules, the, the team that survive leaves match, mm-hmm. the police get called because they're attacked and a crowbar's used. Yep. And, and it's so bad that they've they've been in police custody for the last two weeks now. Yeah. Because of this. Um, whereas in this one, Kevin Sullivan has just beaten the absolute snuff out of this guy with a chair. Some ridiculous chair shots. Um, a power bomb that I have a feeling I felt was almost meant to be a power driver, and JT Smith kind of went fuck that, and <laughs> kind of flipped and turned it into a power bomb because you know if you're going to do it on the floor, then yeah. Um, 
So why is Kevin Smith not uh, Kevin Smith? Kevin Sullivan not arrested for this heinous attack? In the arena, wasn't it? Once you step but, through that curtain, anything's allowed. Seems so. You gotta stand kind of... behind the string and protect yourself. Uh... People are animals. <laughs> animals, I tell you. If I was fighting Sullivan, what I'd do is I'd bring a blindfold with me, quickly put it on, and beat him. Worked it out. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Um, so we then after the excitement of all this to bring people back down to normality we have a fucking snooker promo again what you gonna do about it I don't know if this counts as him working his contracts but he's there again running down dates he's he's coming we then have the debut of the lumberjack yeah I was more excited about Mr X his opponent if I'm honest I thought yeah but he's not in a wheelchair but hey. He's not a professor. He's um can you remember <laughs> Griff, second question of the evening. Second official question. How tall was the lumberjack? Seven foot two. Uh six foot ten. Uh-oh. And how much did he weigh? Three hundred and ten pounds. About three hundred pounds, yeah. I'll take that. You're close. Thank you. Um, he, yeah, he was just a big guy, and he won with a heart punch in seconds. I mean, it feels like a really weird thing that he's kind of gone up to hatch this plan and then just tripped over a lumberjack that's up there. Yeah, <laughs> two matches after he'd already been in as well. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't even have to unpack his bags. He saw a lumberjack I mean, on the drive up to this cabin and just went. You'll do. You'll do. You'll if, do. If he was going to turn on Hotbody, for example, would it not have made more sense for this guy to come out in the middle of the match, punch Hotbody in the heart, and then walk off with Hunter? Yeah. Rather than two segments later, it's just not mentioned. I thought that would have made so much more sense if he actually came out and they're like, who is this guy? He's massive. What's he doing? And he sort of just destroys the former tag team champions. And Hunter's just there laughing and they walk off. <laughs> Green giant. And um, <laughs> then we have a Rockin' Rebel promo so people know that he's still involved. And then they've been building for ages for this Joey Styles, Shane Douglas promo. Which um, is it's pretty awful. A woman comes out and basically talks about managing him. Um, offering her services while Sherry's away. Although Sherry is her best friend. Sherry is her best friend. And agreeing to it on national TV probably wouldn't do himself any favours. But um, yeah, he turns her down because she's no Sherry Martell. Of course she's not. And that's the end of that. Um, so, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll skip the lumberjack, but franchise yeah um has just turned down the advances of woman woman who is the manager of kevin you know the, the stable of kevin sullivan and tasmaniac as re- or the team of kevin sullivan as and tasmaniac as reference in this promo so we i don't know where um uh 
Tony Rumble's gone. He seems to have given up the managerial contracts of, of Taz. Been rumbled. For a week. Um, Tasmaniac at this point is a heel. Kevin Sullivan at this point is a heel. So Woman at this point, I'm assuming, is a heel. So Shane Douglas turning her down would make him a face? Potentially. Except he's not. I don't think they know what they're doing with them all. Yeah, I, I don't think they truly know what they're doing with it all. It's a... Uh... Well, there's not many faces. Like, Would you call Terry Funk a face at the moment? No. He's, he's just beating the shit out of his protege for for looking at him funny. And exactly. then, then beating the shit out of the announcer. Sabu, I assume anyone linked with Paulie Dangerously isn't isn't a face either. Seb- no, Sabu's you could almost like question has got faith tendencies and the fact he's almost like a caged monster that isn't fair that he's sort of treated like this. I mean, yeah, Sabu's not you, you really could, the bad guy. It's the could, person that's using Sabu. Yeah, exactly. He's, 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 he's the got weapon the, that's pointed in direction. Yeah, he's got the. If you really wanted to dissect it, you could do that. But again, he's the one person who's meant to be the heel. Yeah, mm. but um, yeah, Tommy Dreamer. Guess in face. He's not involved in anything. He's a tag team champion. He ain't seen him since. Standard. Win the belts on a show you don't see and they don't turn up for five weeks. <laughs> so, yeah I, yeah, I don't quite know what they're doing with the storytelling. It just seems to be all over the place and and just filling time more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and then... They got to the final segment of um, week 25. And my notes simply say, I think they just announced some sort of exploding jail match. I look at James for answers. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to get Grifter to run down the rules of the body count match. Oh, I did write it down. So... Because there are no rules. Rocco Rock, Flyboy, Rocco Rock, and Pat Tanaka start the match. Johnny Grunge and Paul Diamond. I keep on calling him Simon Diamond. That's someone very different. Yep. We'll get there. Oh. Uh, are locked in cages. And Flyboy, Flyboy Rocco Rock, and Pat Tanaka have a 15-minute time, li- time limit where they have to beat down their opponent and win, which gives them the key to release their partner because on the stroke of 15 minutes, both cages will explode. And therefore, if you've not saved your partner, he will die. Wow. And that's coming, and that's that's the cliffhanger we leave the show with, I guess. <laughs> so, so we've just had these guys arrested for three weeks because they dared attack someone with a crowbar whilst in a match that technically allowed them to attach them with a crowbar. Yeah. And because this was such a heinous act, what we've done 
is signed up to a match that, in good faith, they could both wrestle to a time limit draw, which means both cages are blown up, and two innocent men who have been locked away and not joined in in this match in any way, shape, or form, because they are incarcerated, are then killed by explosives. I mean, when you put it like that, it's slightly confusing. But it's extreme. It's extremely unnecessary, is what it is. Please. I mean, it feels a little over overdone. It feels a little bit overdone. It does. We need to find out how this unfolds. The only way we're going to do it is... We'll come next week, same bat channel. Done. Um, yeah, basically that. We've got three more episodes of 1993, and we're going to cover them next week. So join in. Find out who explodes and who dies on ECW. And whether it's just my fucking head. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.